Tell me when. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? I always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? All right, enough of that. We were just having a little fun there. This is a live stream from Farmington Baptist Church. And let me tell you a couple of things that are happening. We're gonna to go to several people's homes at the very beginning. Um, and we are going to have worship in several places um, throughout this first part of this live stream. And then we're gonna to get to the message. So the first place we're going is Chad Harwell's house and his family is going to open us in prayer. Okay. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we thank you so much uh, for today. God, we thank you for you and just for who you are. God, you are a great God. You're a loving God. You're, you're a God who, who cares for us. God, there's none like you. Uh, you are truly our hope, um, our rock, even in this time that we have. And, and we just thank you uh, for, for being that, that to us, that person to us. And, God, we ask that, um, that you would use Philip uh, during this time, that you would speak through him to us, and God, speak through, uh, through your word as well. And we just ask that, uh, that your word would change us. We ask that it would speak to us clearly, God, that we would see what it is that we're supposed to do, and, and God, how it is that we are supposed to change to look more like Jesus. Um, God, speak to us clearly. We ask that uh, we would honor you uh, in the time that we have today. And, and God, that you would just use us uh, to make an impact in this world. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Okay. Amen. We're going to learn a new one today. It's called Let There Be Wonder. And the uh, words will be at the bottom of your screen. So uh, this is about Matt Redman. And I think it's a, a good song for the times. Here we go. <laughs> Let there be wonder. Let there be wonder. 
Hey church family, welcome to our living room. Uh, it's a little different, but we want to invite you to sing with us as we worship. Uh, we're going to sing the song, Yes I Will, so let's declare that we will sing praises to God. Let's do it.
So um, this morning at nine o'clock, we did something very cool, um, at least neat, or at least it was a good idea, I thought. And um, we, we had drive-in church. So the 8.30 and the 9.30 people that signed up for those two services actually just came at nine o'clock. And so we did service outside. I, I stood and preached and Nicole and um, Scott led worship on a um, on a flatbed trailer that we borrowed from from Aaron Sink, and then people um, parked in our parking lot and turned to a particular radio station, and they listened to the sermon and they listened to the worship and sang in their cars and just participated there. And I just think it was a great time. I really wasn't sure how that was going to go, but I think that's something that we're going to do next week as well. Um, it fits in the guidelines of of people being a safe distance from each other and quarantine and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think that's something that we're going to do next week. And so uh, keep that in mind, and we'll give you information on that a little bit later and probably post some videos on the Facebook page of, of what that actually looked like this morning. But that said, I want you to turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 115. If you'll turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 115, um, we're going we're gonna to be there this morning. Um, I'm going to try to adjust this a little bit, maybe, and get right here, maybe a little, little over. I look like I have a halo on top of my head, yeah, so while you're turning, I guess it's better. Um, <clears throat> Psalm 115, let's read verses 4 through um, 8, and it says this, Their idols are silver and gold. The work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. I want you to notice that. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. So, here's what I want to say to you this morning from, from verse 8. You become who you trust in. You become who you trust in. Back in this day, people would make idols, and they would come up with a system, and they would believe in those idols, and they would trust in those idols, um, they would be scared of those idols at times when there was a, nat a natural disaster that came through. They would think that their gods were angry. And so they became exactly like the thing that they put their trust in. And that's the same today. We live in a modern world. Um, I know that in places of the world, a lot of places actually, there's people that still worship idols and stuff. But I'm here to tell you today that whatever you put your trust in is exactly what you become. It's exactly how you act. Um, we know from, from the verse above, uh, verse 15, it says, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. You see, my trust and your trust should be in God, in the God that created us, a God that is steadfast. He's steadfast in his love. He's steadfast in his mercy. In other areas of scripture, he's steadfast in his grace. He's steadfast in his judgment. He's steadfast in his care. He is a steadfast God. He remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is steadfast. 
you and I become who we trust in. So let me ask you a couple questions. When you worried this week, who did that emulate? Who did that show that you actually trust in? When you panicked this week, and you panicked and wondered this and wondered that and, and was just overcome with heart, who does that show that you actually trust in? When you got angry and judged people this week because of the way that they were acting and the things that they were doing, and you got upset at them, and you just thought there was a bunch of idiots in the world, right? A bunch of idiots buying toilet paper. I mean, what, what is up with the toilet paper thing, right? When you did that this week, you showed who you trusted. You trusted in someone in order to act that particular way. It is who you become. The text is very clear. Those who make them, make their mind trust them, become like them. See, there's a lot of information out there. You can go to any news media, radio talk show. You can go to the internet and look up all kinds of stuff on this virus. You can go and actually go to the governor's page and get information. You can go to President Trump's um, page and get information. There's just a lot of information and a lot of numbers that are thrown around all the time. I mean, we hear numbers here, numbers there, numbers everywhere. You know, I think Dr. Seuss should have wrote a book like that, right? And so we hear all these numbers, and if we're not careful, we begin to trust in the information that we're receiving, and then we emulate that panic in our life. We in emulate that fear in our life, when really what we should be doing is being steadfast, trusting God, and being steadfast. We trust God and be steadfast because we become like who we trust in. And if we really trust in God as the church, if we really do, we will be steadfast during this time of turmoil in the world, during this time of chaos in the world, during this time where people are wondering whether or not they're going to get the virus or not and what's going to happen in the economy and all that kind of stuff. You and I as the church need to be steadfast because at the end of the day, the church, Jesus Christ, is the hope of the world. This is why the staff and I and the leaders of the church have gone to great lengths in order to have services and keep the doors open as long as possible. I'm telling you right now, I'll be one of the last people that, that will shut down unless they, I just can't figure out another way to do it. We will operate within the laws of the land and we'll try to, try to do things differently and, and more creatively and just try to work around and, and kind of fit in with what um, our leaders that God has placed in the position has told us to do, but at the end of the day, my steadfastness is in Christ, and at this moment in time, the place that people need to go to is the church, and not to fear, and not to panic, and not to this, because our God is steadfast. The church needs to be the hope for the world right now. Right now. You see, fear is often what we put our trust in rather than God. Fear instead of God. Let me ask you a question. What makes you anxious or afraid? What makes you anxious or afraid? Have you felt anxious during this time? When we feel anxious, that means that we're tapped into fear. And at that moment that we are fearful, at that moment that we are worrying, that at that moment that we feel the anxiety and we're emulating 
The fact that we trust in our fear more than we trust in a steadfast God. The moment that we do that is the moment we must hit our knees and begin to pray. We pray. That's the first step. We fill it. We pray. It's not that you're never going to fear. You're never going to trust in something that isn't God. But once you realize that you've done that, you have to hit your knees and you have to pray. You have to pray. David prayed in Psalm chapter 139, verse 23, and he said, Know, Lord, my anxious thoughts. Know my anxious thoughts. In other words, David was saying, Reveal to me, Lord, when my mind is held hostage by my anxious thoughts. When my mind is held hostage by my fear, by my worry. When I am held hostage worrying about the next day and my kids and my family and it just overwhelms me and I'm just wondering what to do. I'm trying to protect myself as best as possible and I'm trying to do all this kind of stuff. Your anxious thoughts, you hit your knees and you say, Lord, reveal my anxious thoughts. Reveal what holds my mind hostage and help me get freedom from that. You see, you and I need to get freedom from fear, from panic. As the church, we cannot give in to fear. We cannot give in to panic. We can only, this is what we should be doing actually, we should only be following God and what he wants and trusting in him who made us, who's not caught off guard by any of this. We hit our knees and we ask God, Lord, I just... I just watched this on, on TV. I just heard this on the radio. I just saw this on Facebook. Lord, I'm anxious. Please, Lord, reveal my anxious thoughts so I will not be held captive, captive by them. You see, fear is like a train. And it's actually an engine of a train, right? Right? Except for rather than the train sound, we often make this sound. What if, 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 if you don't understand what I'm saying right now. What if, 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 what if I get it, the virus? What if my children gets the virus? What if this, what if that, what if this, what if that? And at the central point of the what-if question is fear. It's a fear that I am not in control. So the what-if question is a question of, okay, how can I get in control of this? What can I do to get in control of this? What can I grab a hold of? What can I protect myself with? What can I? So what if, and then I can get control of this. Fear it's trying to get in control of something that you can't be in control of. That's what fear is. You're trying to get in control of something that you can't get in control of. Listen, I serve a steadfast God. I do. And I know you love a steadfast God. He does not want us to fall into fear as his church, fall into panic as his church. He wants you and I to be courageous in this world that is falling apart. It's not us trying to gain control. It's us trusting him that he is in control of the world and that he knows what he's doing even in these dark times. Some of you are gripped with fear of the future. 
If you go to the grocery store and you see the shelves right now, you see that mass panic and mass fear has happened. People have hoarded things. Um, I'll tell you that I don't think we know everything about this virus, but some of the things that have come out that, people, that ha we have been told is that it does not produce, now cover your kids' ears, diarrhea. But for some reason, someone said you needed a bunch of toilet paper, and a lot of people trusted their fear and acted because of their fear, and they bought all this toilet paper stuff. It, it's really kind of, kind of bizarre in that particular way. You see, fear and anxiety, when it grips your mind, makes you irrational. It makes you do things that don't make sense. It, they just don't make sense. And I could list other things about this particular issue that, that doesn't really make sense, that shows that our culture is in fear and panic. And I'm telling you, we can't give into that fear. We can't give into the what if, what if train. We have to hit our knees and say, Lord, don't let my thoughts get, get held captive by fear. I want them, my thoughts, to be held captive with you. With you. With who you are. Because that's the only way that I'm going to get through this. You see, for the Christian, this is a win-win. It really is. If I personally get the virus, if I personally get the virus, and I die, I'm in a better day. Do I want to leave my children behind? No. But if I get the virus, it's a win. If I make it through the virus and live to see my grandchildren. By the way, Aurora, you can't get married until you're 30. Okay? But and to see my grandchildren, it's a win for me. God will have you and me get through this particular time in either one of those two ways. And I don't see how either one of them is a loss. Do not allow yourself to be gripped by anxiety and fear and panic that is all around you. Let your mind and your heart and your soul get gripped with the love of a steadfast God, a God that is also steadfast in his faithfulness. Let him do that. Hit your knees, Lord. Uh, don't let my mind uh, get captivated by that. Psalm 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. I'm going to say that again. You may want to write this down and kind of post this somewhere in your house so that you're constantly reminded when you get fearful or start the what-if train and the panic mode that you have this on your wall somewhere that says, Psalm 34.4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. He loves you. He cares for you. And he's steadfast in that care. So what we need right now to do as a church is we need to hit our knees and pray about this. Get relief from the fear that has gripped our minds and get our focus back on God. Because we need power from the Holy Spirit. We need power from the Holy Spirit. Flesh alone will not be able to make this through, make it through this without, without succumbing to fear and living out fear in our lives. But 
The power of the Holy Spirit will give us focus. Focus on God. And then we will become like God and steadfast and immovable in a time of chaos and decay. We need strength from heaven during this time. Strength to make it through our days. Strength to not, again, give into the fear, give into the chaos, give into everything around us. We need strength. You and I need unshakable faith that when we hear news that is bad, that the filter for that news is faith in a steadfast God. This is bad. I'm concerned about it. I'm going to pray about it, but I'm not going to go into panic. I'm not going to go into anxiety. I'm not going to start criticizing people for what they've decided to do during this time. I am going to emulate a steadfast, righteous, loving God in that moment. You see, you and I, to get through this, need, need to have genuine intimacy with our Father. Praying is not just a bunch of words that we repeat over and over and over again that mean absolutely nothing. When we hit our knees, we tell the Lord, we tell our Heavenly Father exactly how we're feeling. We ask Him to show us what we need to work on in our lives. We show Him, we ask Him to show us how we are deceived and help us not be deceived. We praise His name and say, hey, you're the God of the universe. I'm glad that I can come to you during this time. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Boldly approach the throne of grace and make your petition to God for whatever is on your heart. Prayer, steadfastness, trusting in God. If you trust in God, you will emulate that in your life. If you trust in this news, or this person's opinion, or this over here, you will emulate that. And I guarantee you there's some people that are, that are watching this right now that has emulated stuff during this time of crisis that they know now is not God. They were emulating something else in their life. And it's time for the church, for us, to get back focused on what's really important. And that is our relationship with God so that we can emulate his steadfastness in this world so that we can be light and hope. Ladies and gentlemen, the world needs the church. I was, I was talking this week with someone and they said um, Governor Cooper will probably, he might, I, they don't know this, they don't really know, I'm just giving you an example. He might um, close down the whole state to just essential um, businesses. So non-essential businesses would not be able to to have you know work. They would be allowed to be open, but essential businesses would be allowed to be open. I was asked if I thought that that included the church, and my answer to that question is no. Now the world is going to think that the church is a non-essential business. But if you are a believer, the church is essential. The church is essential because Jesus Christ gave his life for the church. He shed his blood on the cross for the church. He rose the third day because of the church, to set up the church. It's essential for you and I to get together 
It's essential for you and I to keep our faith. It's essential for you and I to get together, either it's through drive-in church or live stream. It is essential for us to pray for each other and pray for ourselves and encourage each other to keep our eyes focused on the one who gave his all for us. Now the world's going to say that religion is not essential during this time, but I'm here to tell you, we cannot buy into that. We have to adjust to whatever they're saying. We have to adjust, but we need to remember the church, faith, God is incredibly essential. And I know that you believe that. I know that everybody watching in the depths of their soul, if they're a Christian, they know deep down inside, yes, 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 it is essential. It's the thing that is going to help us get through this moment in time. So let me pray for you, and then we'll end this, this stream. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for the people that showed up for the drive-in church this morning and the exciting time that we have had there. I thank you for this time where we're connecting with people um, by streaming this particular service. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that they tuned in. I'm thankful that they put up with, with all the stuff that, um, the obstacles that we had as we started this stream this morning. I'm, I'm really thankful that they stayed until this point and, and listened to the message that you had for them. I'm thankful that you worked it out to where we had sound for this particular part of, of the service because this message, Father, is so, is so, so essential. And I think I can pray for most of the viewers, if not all of them right now, that please reveal in us any anxious thoughts that have held us captive. Help us have freedom from those thoughts. Pray, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you'll help us stay focused on you and hit our knees constantly because we want to put our trust in you so that during this time on earth, we can emulate you to everyone else. So at the moment that we begin to judge and criticize, bring us back to this moment to focus back on you. The moment that we begin to give into panic and anxiety and the what if train, help us, Father, to hit our knees and get freedom from that so that we can put our trust back in you. I do not want any other idol in my life and neither does anyone else watching this. So help us achieve that goal. Comfort the people today, Father. Put your arm around them in a special way. Bless them. And we ask all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to work out a couple of um, glitches with um, the stream for next week. And hopefully it will run a lot smoother next week. So uh, just stay tuned. Um, before I go, I want to let you know that at 6 p.m. today, we will live stream um, a children's worship service. So this afternoon, we'll test to make sure the sound is working uh, for that. But, um, but just stay tuned for that. I'll post a link on the Facebook page and also send out a text um, so that your child can have a worship service this morning. All right. Grace and peace. See you next week. Yeah. So will it end early?